I, I would I would be in favour of scrapping the head-to-head rule. Hello, hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to We Go Again podcast episode 37. Is Kristen Smith sitting in a dark and damp Gainsborough this week? And here in Berkshire it's uh, dark and damp as well. It's me, James Bartby, and I am desperately trying to get Deliveroo working so I can peruse the uh, GBK menu, but it's not working at the minute. Oh, it's... Uh, Uber Eats is working, Deliveroo is who, who, who are GBK? Gourmet Burger Kitchen, they do oh. some amazing burgers i i don't i can't get living out in the sticks when i'm in when i'm over in germany i can get that but when uh, when i'm living over in the sticks delivery don't do anything okay just eat would deliver but literally the only thing they would deliver is from the ice cream parlor that's over the road from my house <laughs> and i couldn't bring myself to get a delivery of that um, yeah, not when you can just cross over and get it yourself. No, and next door is a Chinese, so I tend to just walk over oh, there and sit yes. down. So. Well, there you go. That's main meal and dessert all in, all in one. <laughs> next to each other. That is always something. Now, um, I will admit, I was listening to you when we were discuss- discussing what we're going to talk about today. Um, so, But I only wrote down agenda. <laughs> Never got around to actually writing down anything else. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about, let's talk about the Champions League. Um, it's The group stages are over. Thank God for um, some people say, I uh, would say. Um, as per usual, Man United are now going to play on Thursdays for the rest of the season. Um, and uh, I think we let's talk about, I don't even know which group it is actually. Um is it Group C or was Liverpool in Group C? Well, the Real Madrid group. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what group. It there. was uh, Group 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 Group. Where is it? Why is can't I see it on there? Ah, Group B. Group B. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was. It was. Oh, group it was C the, was Man City's group. No, yeah, I mean, as you said, the, the the group stages after about four. Well, I mean, the if if you if you don't follow one of the teams in it, it's the whole stage is just a bit meh, isn't it? It's just a bit pointless and i think it's a bit meh even if you follow the teams because yeah like liverpool even though they had eight minutes of var decisions because that's the only hold-ups in the whole game last night um they still went they'd already won so they played uh when Michelin scored their equalizer from a penalty at left back we had a 19 year old who's actually a midfielder was covering because somebody had gone off injured and we were down to 10 men. We then had a 17-year-old, a 19-year-old, and a 21-year-old as our back four in front of the keeper who's 22. So it's a bit meh because, as I said to the guys when we were watching last night, it's a training day for the kids. Great experience for them. They've done pretty well, but who cares? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean... Obviously, being a being a Barcelona fan, I mean, we we were through after four matches. I think we won the first five, and they got absolutely uh, absolutely dicked on by Juve in the uh, in the final match. And I'm managed pretty to, uh, certain that Mr. Ronaldo would have enjoyed that. Didn't he get a couple of penalties as well? Yes, he did. Yeah. Um, oh, Paolo Rossi's died. I didn't know that. I hadn't heard oh, that today. Neither did I. That's a shame. What a legend. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just on the BBC website. I'm trying to find a World Cup draw for, for later on. <laughs> that was um, the other thing. Yeah, I didn't, but that was what I didn't um, But yeah, the, I mean, you very rarely get to the situation that we had uh, on Wednesday night with Group B, where all four teams could win the group and all four teams could finish bottom of the group. It was, 
it was. I mean, it didn't really end up being dramatic at all in the end. Um, well, Real I Madrid. think uh, to, no, I, I beg to differ. I think it was dramatic. The when, intergame was quite dramatic. But well, I'm, I'm just thinking of Real lost twice to Shakhtar Donetsk, and yeah, they still managed to top the group. Yeah, and I mean, I sent this to our WhatsApp group um, after the games. Um, so Borussia Mönchengladbach finished second. They put ten goals past Shakhtar over their two games. Shakhtar only conceded 12 in the six games and Gladbach put 10 of them past them. Yeah. As you say, they won home and away against Real Madrid and got two nil-nil draws against Inter. So <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a mental group. It was just mad. Um, Inter have gone out, uh, finished bottom of the group. So Shakhtar have got themselves into the Europa League, which um, when, they, when you get drawn with Real Madrid, Gladbach and Inter, I'm, you know, I imagine you think we'll, we'll finish bottom of that. But potentially, I guess, maybe get ahead of Gladbach into third. Certainly not in front of Inter. So it, it, Inter are the big, the big losers in this, in this group. Um, and it, it was dramatic, the Inter-Shakhtar game, because with Real Madrid beating Gladbach, um, Shakhtar and Inter drew nil-nil. But if either team won, they would have finished second. Yeah. So, and, and the other one of them would have finished bottom. So it was, um, it was a, uh, yeah, it was, it was mad. And, it, it it puts it to me. It puts Antonio Conte's position in doubt as manager because his substitutions were terrible. Um, I mean, he brought Christian. It, it, for some reason, he doesn't like Christian Eriksen. He brought him on with about eight minutes to go, and he was probably man of the match for for Inter. That's that's the sort of impact he had in well, eight minutes. He, he's normally pretty good in December because he's normally looking for a transfer. <laughs> yeah, or a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was one comical moment in stoppage time where um, Ericsson put a corner in and Alexis Sanchez, I mean, he headed the ball harder than he's ever kicked one in his life. And it was, it was definitely, definitely, I think the keeper was definitely struggling with it, but it, it, it smashed into Lukaku's face. <laughs> it was cleared away. And to be honest, if, even, if it, even if Lukaku had ducked out of the way and it had gone in, it would have been disallowed because Lukaku was offside. So, which is something, I've listened to a few podcasts today uh, um, recapping it and not one of them has mentioned the fact that Lukaku was offside so the goal would, they've all just gone about oh it's going to be a meme it's going to be it's going to go viral it's, you know it's the funniest clip you'll see it wouldn't have mattered if he'd deducted out of the way the goal wouldn't have counted so you know I mean it was it was quite funny but um, as someone with uh, inter persuasions when it comes to Serie A because I like the shirt and love Samuel Eto and he, he obviously he was very very good there um, it's it's I mean, it, them Man United going out. I mean, it's it's seismic, isn't it? The massive clubs that are going out, and you've got to say it's because of, I, I. You've got to give UEFA credit here. I think it's the way they've done the group stage draw now. When you get two massive clubs, um, so you know you had Barca and Juve, you had um, like I said um, Real and Inter, and you know you, you get two big big clubs, and then a, a third club who were pretty decent. So, you know, a Gladbach or a Shakhtar, um, you know, Man City and Porto had Marseille and Liverpool and yeah, Atalanta but, and Ajax. But Marseille, so, though... Marseille were terrible, to Well, be that's fair. what I was about to say. I was going to lead that into French football is in an appalling state and I put it all down to the Qataris. Yeah, they, they've, they've, they've kind of destroyed it, haven't they, in terms of the, the competition. Um and it's 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 in a terrible financial state because apparently their lead broadcaster has 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 failed to make a payment for the uh, 
for the second second time in a row. I'm you know probably talking, couldn't get through through the picket lines and the strikes or whatever. Yeah, we're well, talking France. hundreds of millions. Yeah, um, and they've they've you know they failed to meet meet the payment again. So That's I don't know bad. what. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, I, I think there's a dispute because even stretching back to when they uh, when they curtailed the league, um, and the fact that there's no fans in the ground, and uh, it's I think there's a bit of a a bit of a political. Uh, battle going on there um but yeah they've they've definitely distorted Sorry, I, d- I just need to ask, i'm just a bit confused i just need to quickly media pro um is paying 780 million per season for league oh, um contract wow where the hell are they selling that i don't know where the hell are they making that money from who would I think that could be where the problem is, <laughs> because that's that's mad. That's a phenomenal amount for mediocre football, because all the best French players don't play in France. I mean, they're they're a Spanish, uh, a Spanish company, the best in uh, in Barcelona, I think. Um, so they must be selling it to the Far East or to the US, maybe. Because clearly they, they well they're with B in sports and Canal Plus. Okay, so they'd be selling it to, uh, yeah, to the Middle East then, won't they? So they, they will be getting their money back, I guess. To, to the pirate hotspot. Well, actually, yeah. in, in theory, as the Qataris own um, PSG, it could just be a way of pushing money into the league to get to PSG. If it's coming from um, BN Sports as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, um, the Europa League's on tonight, Thursday, obviously. Um, I don't, I don't actually know when is is the draw. Is the draw on Friday? Is it is it today as the podcast comes out? I'm I'm not sure. Some, it used to be the used to be the straight away, didn't it? After after the Europa League had finished, it'd be the day after. But I, I think the last couple of years, it's been. A week or so later, or a couple of weeks later, so I'm not sure when it actually is. Yeah, I'm not is. sure. I'm not sure when the. Yeah. Um, but I'm not looking forward to it because Barcelona are going to get absolutely battered in the last sixteen because they they could get. Oh, you like, mean Champions League? Yeah, they, yeah. Well, both they do, they do both, don't they? In the in yeah. a twelve-hour ceremony that they expect people to watch. Um, it's um, yeah. Barcelona. So, so you just you, you switched from one to the other. That's all. I just. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No. I'm, <laughs> Call you Manchester United. Yeah, well, to be honest, it probably wouldn't have been a bad thing for Barcelona to go in the Europa League. <laughs> um, oh, they've got. To, well, I'm just seeing. So the Europa League, we've still got Roma, Young Boys, Arsenal, Mold, uh, Bayer Leverkusen, Slavia Prague, Rangers, Benfica. Uh, Rangers actually topped their group as well. Uh, PSV, yeah, they've got a good win in Poland tonight. Yeah. Yeah, Granada, Napoli. I remember Napoli used to be pushing for the top on us uh, Real Sociedad Leicester have got through theirs on goal difference AC Milan yeah I haven't got to Milan yet I've uh, got Braga Lille Villarreal Maccab Tel Aviv not even in Europe but who cares um, <laughs> Antwerp Spurs finished second um, Dinamo Zagreb can they, can they not get above I haven't got the tables in front of me can they not because they're, they're playing tonight they, they haven't played well, their last game yet who Spurs yeah yeah they have no, they're playing. They're playing. They're playing as we speak. Well, I'm confused because I'm looking at this league and it says that they've played six games, which would mean they've played them all. It's probably it might be a, le- a live table. I think it 
must be. Um, yeah, possibly. It, it is a live table. I didn't realise they were the late kickoff today. Um, yeah. But put it this way, they could go out. Um, I have. I mean, I... well, actually, I'm not sure they can because do they have the silly ruley thing where it it would become if if they were on level on points with Lask. It would go they down to would, the head-to-head record between Yeah, two. which I think is wrong myself. Do you? That's yeah, I, I do. I think it's wrong. I think it should... It's it's one of those... It's a very tricky situation, but if we take Shaka, um Donetsk, so let's take uh, Shakhtar, they got hammered twice by Mönchengladbach, but they then beat Real twice. And they drew the other the two games. So the only two games they lost were against Mönchengladbach. Mönchengladbach could have lost but two games against Real and drawn two of the games. So why should it be... Surely that at that point, it should always come down to the goal difference. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with you in... Um when it comes to a, a, a domestic league, I mean, in, in Spain, they do the head-to-head rule. And then that, I think, is 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 wrong. Because over a 38-game season, you can't boil it down to two games. Because, you know, you could have a, a dodgy refereeing decision or an offside goal or anything like that could, could influence. And it did in Spain, what, 10, 10 years ago, something like that, 12 years ago, when Real Madrid won it on the head-to-head with Barcelona. And yet Barcelona had, scored something like 50 goals more than them and had a ridiculous goal difference but because of the two games between the two Real Madrid won it and I yes maybe sour grapes but I just think a team that's entertained all season and you know and has scored the most goals and and conceded the lowest and got the best goal difference surely they're the better team it can't boil down a 38 game season to two games Um, or uh, or even potentially one game don't forget well yeah of course yeah it could come yeah a group stage, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of the head-to-head anyway, but I, I'm, I'm a little less outraged, if you like, when it comes to a, a six-game group. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, I would be in favour of scrapping the head-to-head rule in all formats, to be honest. Well, all I'm thinking is that if you lost, say, you lost one nil twice. I know it was a bit of a thumping. Um, Gladbach gave to Shakhtar, but let's take let's take Spurs and uh, Lask or LASK. It could be the case that LASK are playing. I think who they're playing. They're playing Radzgard, I think. Yeah, they are. They could win one hundred goals to nil and still go out because Spurs beat them. Yeah. Yeah, and that seems a little bit wrong. <laughs> it does, but I'm I'm wondering, is it is it to stop? It's to stop the fact that they they put whipping boys in, and some teams whip them more than others. Yeah, it, and would it would it stop teams playing out a, a, a draw because it? I don't I, no, I don't suppose it would, would it? Because you could still, I mean, because a lot of people were saying that Real Madrid and, and Gladbach last night would would play out a, a draw um, because that would put them both through, and it wouldn't matter then what happened in in uh, I think or some. I, there were, it, I think it was if if Inter were winning against uh, Shakhtar, then the the other two could draw and and go through. Um, but yeah, I mean, <sighs> I, yeah. 
I don't, I don't like the head-to-head rule. I think it definitely should be should be gone. But I'm not quite as... I'm more at ease in a, in a, a little group stage than I am in a, in a league season. That's for sure. Well, well, that's the thing. Because I say, my, my problem is that Spurs, if they don't lose tonight, are through. Can I... Sorry. Um, have you seen the group care table? That's just what I'm moving on to the next one. What, Zagreb and... Who the hell are RZ Pellets, WAC? Group K. Yeah. Wolfsberger. So, ah, it's that Wolfsberger from Austria. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard them called RZ Pellets or anything. I don't even... Neither I'm have assuming I. assuming that's a Red Bull Salzburg type thing. I'm, I'm on, well, I don't know. I'm on, I'm on FootMob, so... Uh, ah, okay. I'm on, B, I'm on the BBC website, but... Yeah, I've just, I couldn't figure out who that was. Yeah, Wolfsberger. Okay, but they're called RZ Pellets. What, they're sponsored by a pesticide or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Feyenoord look like they're going out of that group, which is... Well, again, it's a live table, so... Yeah, that's um, what I mean at the minute. It's, I know it's still in. Yeah, and um, I, I, again, I don't know what the... Um, it looks like they are, though. I, haven't, I don't know what the um, what the deal is there with the head-to-head and everything. Cause... Well, they're actually playing Wolfsberger, so at least that's going to be your fate is in your own hands sort of situation. Okay, yeah, so if they win that, they'll go through then. Okay. Yeah, which which makes it, which will make it better. But I say, the, the, my problem is that Spurs won 3-0 and then drew 3-0. And if if all, if all Spurs draw, so which like they are at the moment, then no matter what, how many goals last score, they can't go through. And that just means, well, what's the incentive? What's the point in playing? Which leads me into the tinfoil hat of strange going on in Paris. Mm. Yesterday, sorry, day before, Tuesday, there was a match abandoned because allegedly, I can only say allegedly because there's obviously no proof of anything, the fourth official racially abused the deputy manager of Istanbul. Yeah, now it, um, I, 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 we, we need to clarify. Racially abused, more like used a racial slur, um, I think is, is the terminology being used. I mean, I, I've seen the footage after the event. I don't know if there's any footage of him saying what he's allegedly said. Um, but yeah, he allegedly. They were from Romania, weren't they? The uh, the refereeing team, and I believe was, so. Yes, it was. It was what about thirteen, fourteen minutes in, I think. And um, he, I mean, it must have been a, a heated game because he was trying to point out um, Pierre Weber, who I remember as a player. So I'm definitely old. Um, I think he played in the nineteen ninety World Cup, Cameroon. Very, very, very good player in his day, uh, Pierre Weber. Um, he was he was trying he was telling the referee to send him off. So I mean, it must have been a pretty heated game. But it, to you, you know, I mean, he he described him by the colour of his skin, which is just madness. Um, uh, but the thing, just describing him by the colour of his skin, you can get away. That's not a racial slur. He must have used a term. Well, what, what allegedly what he said is that black guy over there. Which, well, that to me, I don't, I don't understand what I don't understand what the problem is. But there. the point is, he didn't need to say it, does he? He's the fourth official. He's in between the two benches. He can walk over and point to him. He doesn't. He just say him. He doesn't need to say anything about the colour of his skin. He doesn't need to do anything like that, does he? he just. He doesn't need to. He or could, he could have said it in Romanian. 
Well, maybe, yeah, I mean... No, because that's what people need to make a little allowance for, and this is what they're not, because they're just saying, oh, he's racist, all this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I get This that. isn't I'm, his natural language. Yeah, I, I get all that. And, um, I mean, I, I, I sent a video to the to our group as well about when Denver Barr was, was confronting the uh, the assistant, in, uh, the fourth official, sorry. And, um, and I, I have had a lot of respect for how he was addressing him because you could see he was angry, but he wasn't uh, aggressive. He wasn't um, in his face in an intimidating manner. He was saying, if it was a white guy, you wouldn't say this white guy. So why you say this black guy? And which I, you know, I can understand, but again, you, you know, we don't want to dwell on it too much. It was a, the one thing I would say is, if it was used in a racial word, then the word then Babar addressed him, I think was the best way because he was forceful but not aggressive. So if you're wanting to um educate someone, I think that's he he was I think, you know, he, he would have made the, the fourth official think about things. Um what I do want to give a lot of credit for as well is the fact that both teams walked off the pitch and refused to play. I think, you know, that's that's fantastic. They were clearly upset, and as we, you know, as you've said, we we don't we don't know. There'll be an investigation. We we don't know what what the context is, and, any, and as you say, the the uh, the whole first language thing. Um, but the fact that all the players walked off and refused to play again until the day after with a different refereeing team, I applaud that because it it will it will make people think twice before speaking. Um, hopefully. Um, and I, I, I thought it was a very strong showing. And hopefully, when it does happen, when when fans do it, you know, maybe as we saw at Millwall last weekend, with the with the fans booing the taking of the knee, you know, maybe if that happens this weekend, maybe the teams will just say, oh, "Sod this, we'll we'll walk back off again." Um, so hopefully, it'll it'll empower uh, players to to actually walk off because it's always been talked about, hasn't it? But no, you know. We've we've never had a situation where both teams have walked off. We've had, I think Mario Balotelli's walked off numerous times in the past. Um, other players have done the same, um, but we've never had both teams team up and walk off. So that I thought was 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 very good and uh, was you know showed a lot of solidarity. Well, I'm going to take another view on it, as you probably already guessed. <laughs> I will put my tinfoil hat on. It was more advantageous for PSG to have the game delayed stroke postponed to know what they needed to do to go through to the next round. Potentially... They didn't, didn't need to do anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Potentially they could have gone out. Yeah, they could have. They could have. That's the whole point. So potentially they could have gone out last night. But in the end, yes, it was irrelevant because Leipzig beat Manchester United. But the problem is that... I am. Um, it gave PSG a little bit of leeway, which could be the part of the reason that they then went on to win quite handsomely and had a good game last night from all, all accounts. And so part of part of me thinks a little bit of the tinfoil hat sort of thing um, situation there that that could be why PSG reacted. So not... I, I'd, I'd be more inclined to believe that if it was... Neymar or, or Kylian Mbappe or Presnel Kimpembe, you know, if it was one of their players that that uh, that said it, um, rather than it being an opposition 
member of staff or player. Yeah, but I, I would go so far as to say, why not pay the fourth official to say something? I'm, I'm saying it's just it's a tinfoil hat. It is really out there, and it's just one of those. Well, because it seems so strange to me, the situation. That's that's the only reason it even has crossed my mind is that wow, that is so crazy a thing to go on that there's got to be another reason for it. It can't just be that the... I say, I, I would like to give the benefit of the doubt to the um, fourth official that it's a language problem. Uh, we we used the wrong have words. To. You can't... I mean, I have seen a, a lot of uh, a lot of people and a lot of outlets condemn him and, you know, you, you've got to be very careful before you do that because, you, you, if, you know, fair enough. If I mean, I don't know how they'll prove it. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a recording... Somewhere, you know, there's the amount of mics and stuff at the ground. It will have been recorded, whatever was said. And if he's, if he's, you know, if he's guilty, then he's banged to rights. And if, if he's, if he's not, then we need to be careful not to. Well, not to say, him, all, you know? all I'm trying to say, even if he said it, it becomes an education thing because he may not have meant it the way it was interpreted by somebody who speaks English naturally. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And I mean, it's it's probably not in the. It's it's probably not a very happy bloke at the minute anyway because i i apparently he's been he, he'd already been demoted um by fifa so i don't think he's i don't think he was going to be on the um international list after this season anyway or this year or however they whenever they do it but i did hear um one journalist saying that he's been he's been demoted so he might not have been in the best frame of mind anyway which you would then say well should he be on duty but no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be on duty. But I think, let's say, to me, this brings the wider, um, the wider aspect of the language tests and all the other things that the referees have, and making sure that they do have a competency in English of a level. It, and that's why it. I don't think I don't think they actually do in FIFA. Uh, I don't think they make them have language tests and have the a certain level of competence. Well, no, they, they always they always say English is the standard language that they speak on the pitch, isn't it? Um, the officials to the players, but I mean we've we've had similar, haven't we, with Luis Suarez and Patrice Evra when he um, he uses um, Negro, the Spanish for black. Um, but you know, they, they he was saying that was a term of endearment. I'm guessing that was a obviously a desperate attempt to get out of out of what he was accused of. But I mean, you know. He, He's a Spanish speaker from South America, you know, it's, and we know Eastern Europe has issues around race and that. So, I mean, it's not right, obviously. It's not right. I'm not condoning it, but we do need to be careful before, as I said, before we, before, before we burn him at the cross. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, because we had the big problem a couple of seasons ago between Roberto Firmino and Holgate. Yeah, they had a big bust up over, over the similar sort of thing, and, and so it, it, it's always a tricky one. And so it would be interesting, like you say, it'd be interesting to know if he said it, and it's then it's still impossible to know the context in whether he was just doing it because there is a because I'm just thinking of the Istanbul um, bench. There's probably a lot of there, and he was doing the quickest thing to. I agree with you that he could have just gone over and said that person, him, there, that one, or said it in Romanian or anything. Um, but he could have just been, like some people do, 
that's the quickest difference between everybody on there. So that's what I'll say. But I, I, just before we move on, because I mean we've we've talked about this more than we already said we wanted to off air. But yeah, um, as I said at, at the start of this, he was attracting the referee's attention to show Pierre Weber a red card, but we don't know why he wanted Pierre Weber sent off. It, 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 you know. So was it a? I don't want to. I don't want to cast any aspersions. But do you know what I mean? Was it a? a what What did Pierre Weber? Did he abuse the fourth official? Uh, what's What's he done? Because I, I didn't have the game on, so I have no idea what led to that. So, at uh, fourteen minutes into a game, and you and you're asking the referee to send an assistant manager off, that's quite drastic, isn't it? So I just wonder what the circumstances were that led up to this. I was. Dembemba, was he on the pitch or was he... Who's that, sorry? Um, Demba, Demba Bar, was he on Demba the pitch? Demba Bar, I think he was a substitute. Yeah. Because he, he seemed to be... You see, I think he had a... In that video I sent, I think he had like a hat on and, and jackets. So it's been, it's been taken down, so I've not... I was oh, is it? To, okay. Yeah, I was okay. going to re-look at it. Well, yeah, it's, I, it's FIFA, well, it's, it's UEFA it's copyright. Evidence, isn't it? Yeah, it's, well, it's evidence as well, isn't it, I guess. But, um, yeah, so... Do, but you know what I'm getting at. I mean, it doesn't come. It doesn't come down the language. But I don't. We don't know. As I say, 14 minutes into a game, and you're trying to get the assistant referee sent off, uh, the, the assistant manager sent off. That's the. You know what the hell's gone on there then? So you just. You know, have, has he been in his ear and just? I don't know. Again, I'm just. Well, this is, this, this is why I'm. I'm not. I'm reserving judgment of what it is. It's a bad situation all round, and to me, tarnishes that group a little bit well this is the problem isn't it because he this, this i know i'm i know the guy's name i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say the name of this of the fourth official because it's it's everywhere already and you know he's he's whatever happens now even if he's found innocent he's going to be tarnished by this yeah and it's you know it, it's if he if he is guilty and i don't even know how how are you going to be able to prove that he's guilty because of context and tone of voice and do you, do you know I, I mean it's, it's basically well, it's going to be a case of if he said it he's guilty well the, the, well but this then becomes a different thing so that to me is not a racial slur calling somebody by the i would never do it because that's not the sort of person i am but it's also it, it doesn't. It's not a racial slur in my. It, it, it depends, I suppose, on on mannerism and tone of voice. When you, if, you know, if if I don't know, if, yeah, I yeah, know. that's what that's what I mean. It's a very tricky Again, one it's, because it's the context, isn't it? Again, many people I know would use that, and they don't even. They're not. They're not being. Uh, they're not trying to be derogatory at all. It's no, just I, if, the if, quickest if thing. If if I was a if I was at work and I was like, oh, do you know so and so? And they're like, no, no, describe him. Then you would be like, oh, he's yeah, you know, he's that, he's you know, he's the the, the black guy, six foot four, and you yeah. know, always smiling, always happy, and or do you know what I mean? You just you describe it, you use it as a characteristic. It's not, you know, you're not using it as a as a racial slur. You just you you know, I mean, yeah, it's I'm I'm uncomfortable talking about it, even. On you know talking about it, like it's just... well this is this is why we weren't going to talk about it so let's, yes, let's yeah. <laughs> I just want to quickly say one other thing as well um, about the the Millwall thing yeah I think it's very telling that Millwall uh, didn't aren't they going to link arms with 
They did um, it on Tuesday night. That's um, what I mean. I can't remember when there was the next yeah, the, when the next game they, was. They were him. playing QPR. Now that's that's an interesting point because QPR do don't take the knee before games, and their director of football or that equivalent role is Sir Les Les Ferdinand, and he is he's the one that's instructed them not to take the knee, which is very interesting, isn't it? Um, but he said it it doesn't it doesn't do anything we're all it aware does. of it it creates more division is what it's doing because yeah. i think it's it's it, obviously it's not surprising it was at millwall because they have a certain reputation but i already know lots of a straw poll obviously of people i know who support other teams who are always asking why they're still doing it and and they say that that's that's the the strange thing, um, and so it obviously it had to be Millwall who broke the mould, but maybe it is going to change. And I think the linking of the arms is a nicer gesture that we're all yeah. as one, rather yeah. than a subservient gesture, which is how people are interpreting uh, that. Which is why the Millwall fans were doing it. And there's also a lot of other political stuff going on around it now as well. So. Let's move on to something a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, we, we could talk about that till midnight. So, well, yes. we can probably talk about this because this is political as well. Oli Gunnar Skosha, Skosha. He doesn't have quite the little baby face he used to have, obviously twenty years ago. Oh uh, God! It, do you know seeing him as a manager and grey-haired and that—that that makes me feel old. And as I, he, because you know, yeah, you remember Babyface Assassin and scoring four goals in eight minutes off the bench at Forest, and yeah, yeah. just no, <laughs> he's not allowed to be old. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. We we will move on to that. But something something else that makes me feel old is a certain one of his players who just seems to love transferring between two clubs because allegedly, according to his. Pogba. Agent Paul Podka is looking at returning to Juventus. He just wants to go anywhere, I think, at the minute. Um, I, they, yeah, you, as you say, we could talk about this till midnight as well. So he scored. I, I haven't seen it because I, you know, I don't go out my way to watch every highlight of every it match. Was, it was. This was a very good goal. I actually went yeah, out my way to see it just because I, 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 I have. So to good. be fair, I have meant to go and watch it. I just haven't yet um so yeah he apparently scores a brilliant goal down at west ham was it the equalizer or is it the 2-1 goal i can't I remember now i think his was the equalizer yeah so and then on the monday his agent the i mean he must be nearly broke now this is why he must have said it uh mino raiola um said that paul pogba's been unhappy at the club since he went there and he's done with the club. He's fallen out of love with it. Well, he never fell back in love with the club. He fell out of love with them when he was uh, a teenager and went over to Juventus in the first place. Um, came back, never, never fell back in love with the club. And he's done. He's got eighteen months left on his contract, and he isn't going to sign a new one. Um, and this is obviously well. What a surprise! It comes after he scores a brilliant goal, and it comes what three weeks before the January transfer window opens. Yeah. What a surprise. Um, and it's people like Mina Raiola, and it's people like, um, well, I think he's the worst one. I don't want to say George. I have problems with George Mendes as well, but I have problems with the way he's 
he worms his way into clubs the way the way like he is at wolves you know he's kind of he's, he's too influential at a club but people like mina raiola i cannot stand because he doesn't care about paul pogba he's been desperate to get paul pogba out of man united since the day after paul pogba signed for man united because he knows there's another 10 million quid going into his bank account when he moves yeah and it, it's He's in it for the completely the wrong reasons. I get it. Being a football agent is twenty four seven. I get it. You have to because you know you represent clients in different time zones, international footballers that are going to be away with their countries. You know they're going to be ringing you all hours of the day, and you you've got to answer. I get that. I get that it's not an easy job. Yeah, but you need to do it for the interest of your client, not yourself, and. If I was a player, absolutely I would have an agent because you wouldn't want to have to deal with the contract situations and things like that. Or, you know, you just want to concentrate on your football and you just send your bloke bloke a WhatsApp, give him a quick call and just say, you know, look, I'm not happy now. Can Can we see what interest is out there before I hand in a transfer request? And, you know, but for him to be coming out, I mean, he hasn't come out off his own back and said that. Paul Pogba's told him to come out and say that. And if he hasn't, and he's said it before many times, and not just with Paul Pogba. If you know, he's clearly instructed to do it. Otherwise, surely he wouldn't be an agent because they'd have all sacked him for speaking out of turn and and not looking after the best interests. So they, 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 he is clearly acting on their wishes by saying this stuff um, and taking the heat for that. In the, in, in the same way that a manager takes the blame for a six 0 defeat rather than the players, you're taking the heat off off your client, aren't you? I guess, but. I, I do. I hate it because he. But on the other side, Mina Raiola's probably in Paul Bogba's ear saying they're disrespecting you. They're not playing you. They're making you train with the kids. They, you know, and feeding the ego and saying, yeah, I am bigger than the club and I do deserve better than this. And I don't. I shouldn't have to train every day. I should just be a regular. You know, an automatic start or a. You know, and I've won the World Cup. God damn it! I should be respected. No, well, you weren't the respect. Do you know? It's just. I, it's just poisonous i hate it i hate top level agents i don't hate all agents because as i said they're a necessary not a necessary evil they're a necessity especially for maybe lower league players and non-league players and and those you know and players at at all levels really that don't necessarily have because most of us don't do we we don't have the legal brain to read through a contract and make sure we're not getting shafted so if we didn't have an agent, we'd have a lawyer. Especially um, Jolton Lescott. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was amazing. Um, but, you know, I, I, I just, I hate it when you've got these super agents that are moving, that are trying to get players out of clubs and are moving players just to line their own pockets. That's what I don't like. That's what I have an issue with. And that is clearly what is going on here. Um, and, yeah, he wants... He, but I... I'd, I always have this problem when players play up or go on strike or play badly to get a move or I just I don't understand it because why the hell would you sign a player like that? If you if you're Juve or PSG and you see what Mino Raiola's why the hell would you sign him again to have to deal with Mino Raiola again? Why? Well, why the hell would you sign him again for a player that in two years' time is gonna throw everything out of the pram and just not not try for you again and you've paid him 40 million quid in wages and a 100 million in a transfer fee. Well, I just don't understand why players do it. Well, 
um, why the managers do it and the clubs do it. Well, I, allegedly, um, certain one, uh, certain managers in the past used to be able to get of the 10 million quid that Miona Raiola is going to get, they would get a million themselves. So that's the sort of reason why some of these transfers went through, isn't it? That's the, yeah, and, and then, you've, then you've got ones where, <clears throat> sorry, um, like, uh, okay, bring it back to George Mendes, where you, they represent both the club, the, the both the, well, I've, I've, they've been, there have been deals in the past where the same agent has represented the selling club the buying club and the player. How the hell does that work? It, it doesn't. It's just it's, it, it is ridiculous. Yeah, it's the, the football football agents are a huge um, a huge blight um, because As they get say, a commission the top from level, it. The top level ones are the 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 ones that are looking after championship, even lower league, even lower Premier League players, championship, League One, League Two, and non-league. They are. A necessity because they they might get a, um, they might get a player um, a a you know maybe a little advertising deal or something like that or you know and as I said they might take the pressure off because as I say we don't have we don't all have legal brains we might not be able to understand a contract or not sure that we we're getting exactly what we were promised and that's that's where an agent and and obviously lawyers as well come into it because that's their job. That's what they do. So they are a necessary evil. Um, but I, I, the top level ones, I absolutely detest a lot of them. Uh, that, that's the thing. I, I say, I agree with that. And it's, it, I say, it, it does lead you to wonder about uh, things uh, when you go on like that. And yeah, it's just, Crazy, crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, Arsenal got six wins out of six in their group. Yes, it wasn't particularly the hardest group, but they still got six wins out of six. Yet they're sitting, what, sixteenth or something in the in the Premier League? Fifteenth, I think. Yeah. Oh yes, they're fifteenth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as 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 you know, Kristen, I'm a, I'm a Huddersfield town fan. So I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the, in the fight when it comes to the premier league. Um, I just like watching teams that play nice football. So I, I enjoy watching. Well, you can't uh, enjoy watching Arsenal then because at the moment, no, I enjoy watching Liverpool. Um, you know, and I hate to say it, but I quite enjoy watching Tottenham, but that's only because of Hyung Min Sun, who is, I was going to say, I, if, if you don't have adore. Sun and Kane, then Tottenham are very I, boring. Yeah, and yeah, but I absolutely I adore Hyung Min Sun. Uh, you know, I watched him when he was at Leverkusen. Oh, such a good player and so humble. I think we've talked about him before. Yeah, so, so humble as well. Um, and I'd love Tottenham to win the Premier League, but not with Mourinho. Well, I mean, it's oh, I mean, it's, it's it's the world will end if Tottenham win the league, but it's with Mourinho as manager. It's just oh, that just doesn't sit well. Um, I can't stand him, but. Yeah, I mean, I, as I say, I don't have a dog. I don't have a dog in the fight, but I do like certain managers. I guess like I, I want to see Frank Lampard uh, succeed at Chelsea because you know, legend of the club and a player whose entire career I can remember, even though I'm not a Chelsea fan. But you know, again, feel old because his entire career started and finished while I was 
of an age to know that it was happening and he's now a manager so <laughs> ridiculously old i feel and uh, you know solskjaer is the same Mikel arteta is the same um and i'm 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 really good that for Mikel arteta that it, it's it, that he's having such a hard time at the minute and it i don't think it's his fault it's the whole that that club is a mess at the top um a bit like a, a bit like Man United are, to be fair. I feel I feel very sorry for, for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and maybe even more sorry for him because he will struggle to get a top job if it goes wrong at United, I think. And Whereas Arteta, I reckon, could probably get like an Everton job where he used to be a player as well because he'll be held in high regard and I think they would give him a chance. Solskjaer, I'm not so sure, would get that, that chance because obviously... He, he had a, a very, very bad short spell at Cardiff, didn't he, a few years ago? Well, as I say, he, he took Cardiff down. Um, yeah. It's, um, he's, he's hit and miss for me and with yeah. his managerial capabilities. But again, is it hit? I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the coaching side of things, obviously, yes, is down to him and his staff. Transfers and things like that. And, you know, Man United. Oh, the Arsenal, Man United, since uh, Sir Alex left, have been appalling at transfers. Yeah, apart from Bruno Fernandes, they've been, yeah, hopeless. And to be well, fair, uh, so yeah, you, you say that, but how, many, uh, how how much outside of the penalty box has he scored? Well, how many outside the penalty spot has he scored? That's exactly <laughs> what I was meaning because it's a ridiculous uh, amount, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think Man United are winning again on the number of penalties awarded, which he, seems shocking. He's been there since January. He's already scored more than twenty penalties. And that, to me, is a bit suspicious. Well, it's Man United, isn't it? They always get them. That's the the whole thing. When you you see, um, as much as I hate to admit it, Leeds not getting what a week prior, um, not getting a penalty for exactly the same challenge that a week prior Brighton got a penalty for, you just think, what is the point? And also, that was the, the the thing that somebody else raised last night. Eight minutes of VAR checks, how can it be a clear and obvious error? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it can't be. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, while we, we're on, we're on the, the home slide now, um, can you explain this to me? Because I really don't understand it. Okay, only if I know what's coming. <laughs> well, you're going to know what's coming because I'll mention the two clubs and then you'll go. So, Motherwell have been awarded two 3-0 wins and Ham- Hamilton Academical won after St Mirren and Kilmarnock, who have both been fined 40,000 each and suspended till next year, actually. Um they infringed social distancing rules on buses at meals and St Mirren admitted that some of their players shared cars to and from training. I have a little bit of a problem with this. But the fact that these are tested, what, once, twice a week, they're going to share showers, they're going to sit in the same room, they're going to jump all over each other at corners. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What? I I know it has to be seen to be done, but it it doesn't make logical sense to me. Because that seems quite a lot as well to lose the games that you're involved with. Yeah. Um, is, are they are they Scottish Premiership? They're all Scottish Premier 
Premier, the, uh, well, let's have a look. Um, yes, they're all Scottish Premiership. Yeah, so you, yeah, you would expect they would be on the uh, on the twice a week testing, wouldn't you? It's, so, it, but yeah, I, I, as you say, I mean, yeah, they, they jump all over each other, they sweat all over each other. They, they yeah, I don't, I don't really. I mean, I get it that you want to you want to minimise risk and and things like that, but yeah, they they travelling they're traveling on the same coach um okay they might be on two coaches i think a lot of teams are using two coaches now which that um, that uh, say that that's another thing that i don't i don't actually understand <laughs> no i don't because if you've all tested negative then what's the why why do you need to be on two coaches i don't that's not good for the planet is it yeah i don't i, I don't get that um maybe at lower league where like league one and league two in this country and presumably in scotland where then you know the testing is voluntary and you're not doing it. So if you're not testing, then you need to take precautions. But if you if you're testing your players twice a week, why do you need to be taking extra measures? Because well, I think you're not uh, you're not travelling to a game without being tested. So you, you're tested before you get on the coach. And I think that could be what the issue is: is that St Mirren had two games postponed, and so they've been classed as losing each one three nil. Because of okay. Well, what because of tests in their okay, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's it's a it's a it's a stupid situation, isn't it? Because they, you know, the footballers are in such a a bubble already, and they're in a bubble inside a bubble now. Yeah. Um, you know, the rest of us are out doing. You know, I'm a I'm a key worker because it suits the government for me to be a key worker. Um, at the moment, as soon as this is all over, I'll go back to being a normal schlep, but. I'm a key worker when it suits them, um, but we don't get tested. I'm, I'm a key worker. Yeah, because you work in in IT and that. Yeah. Yeah, because I work in IT, so I've had to come back from Germany and I've not had to quarantine because I I work in IT. Is Germany on our quarantine list? Is it? Yes. I'm guessing the whole world is at the minute, isn't it? <laughs> I think virtually everywhere, apart from Ireland. Even when Ireland were had more rampant uh, numbers than we did, they never went onto the quarantine list because they would have had to change some agreement, for, uh, some law dating back to the, the early 1900s about free travel between England and Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the yeah. I mean, we could get. We could we could go way off topic here, couldn't we, and talk about that all night now as well. Um, but okay, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't see why they should. Yeah, yeah, I don't see. It seems a bit harsh, doesn't it, to to be forfeiting matches for it? But well, that's that's a bit to me because Newcastle haven't forfeited a match as far as I'm aware. No, they, they've they've no. I mean, they'll replay that game at Villa, won't they? And yeah. At some point. And potentially this this week they're they're not going to have a game either. I well, believe. I would imagine not because it hasn't well, been two weeks yet, has it? But, Unless they test them all. But my problem with that one is it was deemed it's been, it was postponed not because they had some COVID tests, but because Newcastle couldn't train. Yeah, they to had, me they had, that's just tough shit. <laughs> they had they had some uh, yeah the training ground wasn't it was the issue I don't yeah. know how many players i don't know if it was staff or players i think or... it was it was three three or five uh, positive cases from the training ground and so public health england said they couldn't use the training ground for two weeks well then you go to the local school and train there it... if, if everyone else now you tested... see my own now you see why i'm thinking why aren't newcastle being 
yeah, I mean, find and, and, and losing money and uh, losing at the, games. At the end of the day, I think I think the um, I think the UEFA protocol is if you've got fourteen players, you play. So I don't, yeah. I mean, I did think it was weird when I first heard about it. But I mean, I think it was, I think it was explained that it's because the training ground shut, rather yeah. than the amount of tests they've had. And but, that, I mean, but that's I, our point. So the training yeah. ground shut and they can't train. Tough. Go to even Mourinho took his dudes to the public parks in London during lockdown to train. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That wasn't allowed, but yes, he well, did. We know he wasn't allowed, but he still did it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you don't have to. Tr- I mean, it's it's grass. You don't. And it was an away game as well, so it wouldn't matter if you're training on a replica of St James's Park pitch, unless you've got a replica of every Premier League club in your training facility. Then just go and train. If you if you can train well on on a muddy park, then you'll be fine when you get to Villa Park's nice carpet of a pitch, won't you? But they could have trained at St James's Park. Yes. In, yeah. in in the old grand old days, you used to train on the pitch that, you played on. <laughs> that was your training pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's only it's only and, today and, and your opponents would do it the day before when they got there as well. Yeah. And so you just yeah, uh, I I just find it it's it's very much similar to the VAR situation in sport, where yeah, it's just pointless and useless. <laughs> It's not pointless and useless. It's there for a reason, and you can understand the reason. No, it's, it's but the, the law, implementation the is yeah. driving you and insane. The, and the laws of the game are two hundred years old, or whatever. They were written yeah. on day one, and you know, technology doesn't suit the the laws, and vice versa. The way they're implementing the technology doesn't suit anything either, because some of the angles they're using at the clubs. Well, and it's and it's, it's nigh that, impossible to get to work out whether somebody's on or off. And it's the fact that I've I've, I've said it before. It might have been during the Women's World Cup. It might have even been before before that. That when the referee goes to, over to the pitch side monitor, he sees a second of footage on a loop. Your brain can't register what it is that you're seeing. You just oh yeah, oh that happened. Oh shit, it started again. Oh yeah, that oh god, it started again. And you just you can't get a proper. You need. The, you need five or ten seconds of the build-up in real time as well, not just a still or yeah. the point of impact, because the point of impact on a brilliant tackle looks like the worst challenge in the world. So, you, you know, that, yeah, the implementation and the rules, and it needs a massive shake-up. It shouldn't have come in yet, um, because it, it we're not ready for it, and it's not ready for, for the game it's supposed to be adjudicating. It's just, it's not good enough. And... It's still bloody humans that operating it, so it's human error to the nth degree. So why? Yeah. Because um, the other thing that I noticed um, over the last couple of weekends in the Premier League, not so much in the Bundesliga, but in the Premier League, they've been drawing the lines across the pitch from funny places. There was at least three occasions last round of games, just not the one the weekend before, where they drew them from the defenders' feet, um, the line, and you could clearly see that the way he was leaning, his centre of gravity was further towards his own goal than his feet were, but they then drew the attacker's um the attack, the attacker's line from level with their shoulder, and so it's clear. It, clearly, you could see by the two lines. Yes, it's a way offside, 
But when you actually look at where they've drawn the lines on to which part of the body, physics says that can't be offside. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a, there is a league somewhere, and I can't remember where it is, that are, use, that are drawing thicker lines. So they're, they're giving a... I think you see Edevese. Is it, is it in Holland, is it? Yeah, they're 10, they're 10 centimetre wide lines. And if they touch, it's not offside. Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, the, you know, people have been calling for that here, that you need to use thicker lines. Because yeah, if, you, if your armpit's offside, then you're not offside. Simple as. It's just, yeah, it's it, it's. But it's, it's not madness. just the... That's a new technology, which is a bit of a problem. But then we've seen with Hawkeye, obviously failed, and that's the first time in however many matches it's failed. But then they've also been showing that this one was one millimeter. Sorry, was ten millimeters, not over the line, and you could clearly see. And basically, the the ball was touching the line. That's all you could see. But that was supposedly the image of it being ten millimeters over. And then they had a next to it, somebody put, and this one from last year was 11 millimetres over and you couldn't see the line under the ball. And so they're either using a funny graphic or they're just making up how far they say the ball's over the line. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's probably the latter. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But we we know the technology is infallible. We're not infallible either. Um, And so with that... I'm going to say, where can we find you out there on the internet, James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at GamerJamesFM, the same tag on Instagram as well, or handle, or whatever the kids say these days, the same name, that'll do. And YouTube as well, um, really, really enjoying FM21. I don't know if, have you got it yet, Kristen? I have not got it yet. I will probably be looking at it uh, um, what will be will... next next week when I've calmed down from working too much. Yeah, well, I mean, if, you, if you're not in a rush... I oh, mind you, to be fair, yeah, it'll probably be coming up. I'm guessing it'll be in the Steam winter sale at some point. It usually is. Um, or you can, you know, um, we're not sponsored, but CD keys, places like that, always have, have good deals on the... Um, you get it a good 10 quid cheaper usually on there. Um, it's brilliant. I love it. It's absolutely superb. Um, and I, I've got a couple of series now on the channel on YouTube. So we've got the main one with uh, Kaiser Slauten, Um absolutely destroyed the third division uh won the league by more than 20 points i think in the end it was phenomenal um so i'm building up to embark on the on the uh on the second division there um bit of a spoiler alert there actually because i don't think i've i don't know if i've won the league actually on the channel yet or not i've still got some <laughs> videos to bring out um and we had an amazing cup run as well which was fantastic and we've also got a new series in um south america where I've started un- unemployed and I'm going to see how many trophies I can win in as many different countries as possible. So I have two series running on the channel, which I hope will run all the way through to uh, to the next version of the game. If, you know, the Kaiserslautern one, if I get sacked, that one finishes and I'll start something else. But yeah, loving it. Absolutely loving it. It's the best version of the game for years, in my opinion. Well, that's good because I, I have been playing FM21 in a fantasy draft with my kids. Um been a bit hit and miss with the how long it takes to load and process even on my super duper gaming computer it seems to take forever uh, i've not to, done a draft before well the the, the draft Maybe. bit's all right it, it's the i think it's actually playing against people over the internet there's some 
not sure how they've written it. It didn't seem to be optimised particularly. Okay. Um, but it was actually it was really good. It was nice and interesting and somewhat different uh, to just choose a like choose a couple of leagues and say right choose your players and go I like for it. the I, I like the pressure of picking your players and because you, you don't get what, how long do you get a minute to pick a player? Um, it depends. You can set on the on oh, the you thing. Can set I think it, you, yeah. Yeah, I think I think and we you set your budget and everything, can't you as well? And yeah, we just went for the for the vanilla, so we went for five hundred mil. Five, five minutes to create a shortlist, up to two minutes to pick a player. Um, it does teach you about players who you've never heard of. Yeah, I, I like because it's, it's basically it's yeah it's fantasy. It's 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 FPL really. It's I like I like that, but it's it's the pressure of, of thinking oh shit I've signed Messi I've only got ten million left and I need four players and things like that. I like that I like that sort of. Yeah, and, and when you're like me, you just go you just set it to who can play in the most positions. Right, we're going to start with James Milner then, <laughs> and then we just we just look for a team of James Milners effectively, uh, which didn't didn't do too bad. Uh, I took I I played and I won my first like four games, and then oh reality struck, and suddenly my team of James Milners played like they were very young, like some of them were, or very old, like most of them were, and uh, I then lost a few games in a row straight afterwards. Uh, so, but it was is enjoyable and say something different. I didn't even know it was only when my kids told me. I didn't even know it had the online mode for that. But setting up a little league and playing a few games between each other, it's it was, yeah. it was fun. Maybe when you get the uh, the new game, maybe we, uh, maybe we'll have to have a have a little go on that. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not doing I'm not normally very good at doing the fantasy stuff because my Premier League and my UEFA League team, uh, my Champions League teams are not very good. Um, but I did. I did obviously the ironic thing and say, "Oh, Kane's not playing. I'll drop him this week." Uh, Rashford, by he's not going to play, and I'm get rid of him. And and then I can't remember who else. It was somebody else uh, who and all of them scored and did assist last week. So <laughs> yeah, I just left those points as they went. Um, you can always go across to follow Rob at Rabbit Robo uh, on there. He's away on vacation, all being well. Although we've seen some dodgy news um, you can also go and follow the show at wegoagainpodcast.com for the back catalogue we go again podcast on twitter and on the facebook but uh, what have you been doing i thank you for listening